This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, July 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Reclamation releases water report. Newsom signs ag bills. August likely for farmers' trade aid, and Acosta exit leaves ag labor issues hanging. Governor signs two ag bills into law. Following a swarm of activity in the legislature, Governor Newsom signed a number of new bills Friday. Included in that was Senate Bill 224 on categorizing ag equipment theft as grand theft. This will allow law enforcement to better coordinate and track criminal activity across counties. Senate Republican leader Shannon Grove of Bakersfield has said her measure will also allow for better tracking of this data. She suggests the recent rise in equipment theft is related in part to state requirements for farmers to upgrade to more expensive equipment. The governor also signed Assembly Bill 293, which incentivizes farmers to participate in the California carbon market. The projects covered relate to natural and working lands, climate-smart agriculture, and wetlands restoration. Jeannie Merrill of the California Climate and Agriculture Network said in her testimony for the bill that the cost to participate in the carbon capture program have been too high for farmers. This has led to no protocols being developed for including agriculture in the carbon trade. Merrill added that she hopes the bill will also spur greater attention at the Air Resources Board on these issues. Feds release environmental impact statement for water projects. The U.S. Bureau of Reclamation has opened up for comment a new draft of the statement. The report is related to long-term operations for the Central Valley Project and the State Water Project. In its announcement, the Bureau said the proposed alternatives use new science to optimize water delivery and species protections. The proposed actions affect temperatures at Shasta Dam, salinity of the Delta, water exports from Sacramento, San Joaquin Delta. Public meetings are also scheduled for July 30th in Los Banos, July 31st in Sacramento, and August 1st in Chico. Keep in mind, the Bureau has been rushing through the final draft of the biological assessment that sets the basics for the environmental impact statement. The assessment was reportedly set to be released early this month, but was delayed two more months. Also, on the new Twin Tunnels, the California Department of Water Resources will hold its first public meeting for the new single tunnel project next week. Perhaps anticipating a large gathering of stakeholders, the agency booked a ballroom at the Hilton Hotel for the meeting. On reactivating floodplains, the Natural Resources Secretary Crowfoot speaks today on reactivating floodplains and rice fields. The recently passed budget allocates $100 billion to the cause, with the Northern California Water Association resoundingly supporting the move. Trade aid checks possible by mid-August. Producers affected by retaliatory tariffs could be able to apply for market facilitation payments as soon as the end of the month. That, according to Bill Northey, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, speaking with AgriPulse. He said, we're committed to getting those payments out, maybe by mid-August. The department is currently waiting on the Office of Management and Budget to sign off on the payment plan, according to Northey. As we reported last week, USDA's Farm Service Agency still needs to have acreage reports filed by individual farmers. 
Last week, the agency extended the deadline for filing those documents until next Monday in a dozen states that were hit hardest by storms and flooding this year. For the rest of the states, well, those reports are due today. Ag issues hanging as Labor Secretary exits. Alexander Acosta's resignation as Labor Secretary comes as some key labor issues have yet to be finalized at the department. Acosta announced Friday that he was stepping down amid continued criticism of his previous role in the prosecution of Jeffrey Epstein. The department has yet to finalize two rules aimed at streamlining the H-2A visa program for foreign farm workers. One rule, which has been proposed but not made final, would ease requirements for advertising for domestic workers. The second rule, which has not been proposed yet, would address the H-2A certification process. Both rules are under review by the Office of Management and Budget. Also pending at labor, the National Council of Agricultural Employers has submitted a petition to the Labor Department asking that it change the way it calculates H-2A wages, while Public Citizen and 130 other organizations have petitioned OSHA to set a heat stress standard for farm workers. What Acosta's departure means? NCAE CEO Michael Marsh says it's concerning that of the three agencies that deal with the H-2A program, only one, the Department of State, has a Senate-confirmed leader. Labor and the Department of Homeland Security both have acting secretaries now. You need to have policy people in place to make decisions, Marsh says. Another lobbyist said he didn't think Acosta was interested in ag labor issues, but that the two H-2A rules were far enough along in development that his departure shouldn't affect them. China pushes back on Trump claims. President Trump has been saying for months that China wants to reach a deal to end the trade war because the country is hurting and hemorrhaging foreign investment. Now the Chinese are pushing back and telling a different story. We've noticed the concerns of some foreign enterprises, but based on our knowledge, the country has not seen large-scale withdrawal of investment by foreign companies. That Gao Thing, a spokesman for the Chinese Commerce Ministry, speaking with reporters Friday. Gao, who was quoted by the government-run China Daily, also stressed that the country isn't uh, punishing foreign companies doing business there. Talks between the two countries resumed last week, but President Donald Trump is complaining China has not been following through on promised extra purchases of ag commodities. China, Trump tweeted recently, is letting us down in that they have not been buying the agriculture products from our great farmers that they said they would. Hopefully, they will start soon. Sides file arguments in Clean Water Act case. Representatives of farm groups as well as a Hawaii environmental organization have filed briefs at a closely watched Supreme Court case that could potentially expand the reach of the Clean Water Act. The Hawaii Wildlife Fund argues that wastewater discharged from a treatment plant into groundwater, which winds up in the Pacific Ocean, requires a discharge permit. The American Farm Bureau Federation, Agriculture Retailers Association, and commodity groups argue in their brief the environmental group's position, were it to prevail, could subject farmers to responsibly applying fertilizer to their land, to the CWA's no-discharge provision, and the risk of potential civil and criminal penalties. The environmental group says in its brief that Maui County designed its injection wells to dispose of millions of gallons of treated sewage daily into groundwater, knowing the pollutants would reach the ocean. 
EPA and the county say that discharges from a point source that travel through groundwater are not covered under the law. This week in Sacramento, today the 15th at 11 o'clock, the Delta Stewardship Council will discuss the governor's water resilience portfolio in relation to the Delta plan. At 12.30, Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot will speak on reactivating floodplains and rice fields. On tomorrow the 16th at 3 o'clock, the Seoul Health Institute will hold its annual meeting in Sacramento that runs through Thursday. Wednesday the 17th at 6.30 p.m., UC Davis will host the International Pollinator Conference that runs through Saturday. On Thursday the 18th at 10 o'clock in San Diego, Cal and OSHA will present emergency regulations on adding further protections to workers from wildfire smoke. At 1 o'clock, CDFA will present updates on its Healthy Soils and Water Use Efficiency Program. At 1.30, Cal Recycle will hold a workshop on its farm and ranch cleanup grants. On Friday the 19th, DPR's Pesticide Registration and Evaluation Committee will discuss air monitoring, cannabis, and citrus bee regulations. Here's today's He Said It. Biggest part of a deal with Mexico has not been revealed. That President Donald Trump had a tweet this weekend referring to trade with Mexico. It's not clear what Trump was referring to, but he claimed in June that Mexico had agreed to larger agriculture purchases as a part of an agreement on border security and immigration. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, July 15th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.